Hello, and welcome to Her Return, a podcast devoted to returning to your feminine essence through embodiment practices, sensual explorations, and unifying the feminine and masculine energies within. I'm your host, Lindsay Curtis. Hello, beautiful. I am so excited to be sitting down with my beautiful soul sister, Katamoni. We have such a treat for you today in listening to our discussion about creativity, art, music, all things consciousness, and evolution. Now, let me introduce you to Katamoni. She is a juicy, creative, soul queen, wielding artistry as a catalyst for transformation, self-creation, and social change. Katimoni is a multidisciplinary music artist, speaker, voice coach, yogini, and art psychotherapist who helps people raise their vibration and activate their personal power and creative potential. She has just released her debut album, Rise Up Radiate, a powerhouse soul record that celebrates the power and potential of the human spirit to rise up through adversity, transform our pain into our power, and radiate our light into the world. Hello, 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 beautiful, 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 Katamoni. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. I'm so excited to tune in with you. Thank you. And welcome to the podcast. Thank you, beautiful. I'm so happy to be here and connect with you as well and all the listeners. And thank you for inviting me. Such a pleasure. And congratulations on your album release. I know it was a long time creative project. Now it's burst into the world. How do you feel? <laughs> I feel I feel like I've been pregnant for like seven years and I just can't <laughs> and I feel so free and so happy. And um I feel Actually, it's funny because since since I officially released it, I just feel so uh, juicy and creative and alive. And I feel like there's just all this spaciousness that's been opened up for me to start channeling new ideas and creating new projects. And yeah, I feel like I'm just fully in the flow and alive. So yeah, I'm feeling good. Yay, that's so delicious. And um, I feel so lucky that we get to have this combo just after and feel all of this creative power flowing through. Mm. So very excited. Um, I would love, so I always, with all of our guests here on the podcast, I'd love to start out with, with getting to know what are the foundational kind of experiences um, in your life that have really led to the inspiration behind and infused within what it is you give to the world today. And so I know you, your, your creations are in a lot of different spheres. So whatever kind of aspect you want to draw upon, we're totally, totally excited to learn about you. Mm, thank you. So I, I would say that I've always been an artist. I've always been a, um, a creator and uh, it's funny because I didn't grow up in a creative, spiritual family or environment, but as long as I can remember, I've always had this 
just direct connection and stream of creative consciousness that was just like pouring through me. I was, um, yeah, just a very uh, mystical little child. I grew up, I grew up on the land um, down the coast in Australia here. Um, so, you know, it was quite, it was quite isolating growing up, but you know, I, I lived in my imagination. I was, um, you know, I was very much glued to the record player and I'd be singing and dancing and just adorning myself in these, you know, elaborate costumes and outfits and putting on plays and, um, you know, very much just creating up my own little world. And um, as a youth, I went into musical theater production. So I was doing a lot of performing around town mm -hmm. and, you know, it's funny, I always used to land these roles where I was playing these, um, you know, this mystical fairy cosmic goddess queen from out of space <laughs> or, you know, I always had these like very extravagant kind of regal magical roles. Um, so, mm. you know, I think that's when I first started to, you know, it, just fall in love with mythology and start embodying these powerful archetypal energies and, you know, growing up, I was very surrounded by a lot of um, very diverse cultures as well. So I was um, studying traditional Egyptian ballet at age 12, um, you know, and involved in, you know, women's ceremonies and dances and later went on to learn a lot of um, West African drumming and dancing and theatre. And um, so I think from a really young age, I started to dive into like this practice of art being in a spiritual context, being beyond just, you know, putting on a show or putting on a performance, but um, really mm. understanding how art and music could allow us to tap into these different energies and embody, um, you know, different archetypes and just take us into different states of consciousness as well. So um, that's kind of my early foundations. And then as a, you know, as a, as a teenager, I, you know, experienced some, a series of traumatic events, which led to me, running away from home. So I left home really young and from age 14, 15, I, you know, became quite transient in my teens and my twenties and I was traveling the world a lot. So I was, um, you know, immersing myself in different cultures and, you know, exploring different countries by myself at a very young age. And, mm. um, you know, throughout this time I traveled with a guitar. So I used to busk on the street and, <laughs> you know, um, for me, this became a way of like me just, you know, telling stories and connecting with people. And, um, you know, I, I continued to study music um, in my twenties and I continued performing, but I would say that, um, yeah, I, there was a lot of blocks, you know, I didn't really have a lot of confidence. I was really struggling. Um, I didn't really have, yeah, a lot of um, like value or worth or really like, in what I was doing. I, there was a lot of doubt and a lot of fear. And um, I got to this point in my mid twenties um, where I just fully committed myself to the healing journey. Mm. And um, I went, uh, I started studying transpersonal art psychotherapy um, and went on to study sacred female yoga, which is where I met your beautiful self. Um, and so I kind of like started going down this healing path of um, processing, you know, a, a lot of unprocessed trauma that I was kind of carrying around with me at that stage. And, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of those really negative belief systems and a lot of the, 
you know, the, the heavy stuff that was really restricting my creative potential and really restricting my, my personal power. So it's within this time period that I started writing this album that I just released, Rise Up Radiate. So I really started to, you know, use my creativity, but come back to this, this idea that, you know, I am a creator and that, um, you know, that, that art is not just, you know, it's not just a performance thing or something that we're doing for show, but to come back to this um, ability and this capacity to create myself through my creativity. Um, so, you know, I started writing this album, which is all, it's all about resilience and it's all about transformation. And, you know, this, this process of creating music for me became a, um, it became a journey of like going into, um, the pain, but, but transmuting it into power. And, um, you know, I started singing about what I wanted to create, what I wanted to embody, who I wanted to become. I started, you know, um, singing it and feeling it on an embodied level. So, mm. um, so this is, yeah, I guess it's a little bit of a journey of like where I've been, um, where I've been through. And like, I think some of the most foundational things that have really led me to be who I am, but to be doing the work that I am in the world as well. Mm, gorgeous. Yeah. So, so, so beautiful. And such a profound journey as well. And I absolutely, my whole, my whole body responded so strongly when you were describing in these, the roles that you were placed in as a, in like early childhood and theater and stuff with this like cosmic goddess queen. I'm like, um, hello. <laughs> I think I just said that in your latest music video. <laughs> like, it's so cool how some things, you know, I mean, everything's there. And then we get to forget it or it gets um, momentarily taken away and then we get to reclaim it. And I just absolutely love what you just said about creating self through my creativity. Mm, absolutely. I was, um, yeah, I was actually just reflecting on how, you know, I think being an artist um, but, you know, also I'm a coach too. So I mentor and I, I work with a lot of different creatives as well, but, you know, I think, um, being an artist or any kind of entrepreneur, really, it is one of the biggest personal development journeys that I've ever been on. You know, it's like, it constantly shows me my edges. It constantly reflects back the fears and the doubts and the next level of expansion that we can, we can like get to, right. It's always, um, yeah, it's always expanding us. So, yeah, and yeah, coming into that process of being able to create ourselves through the art as well, too, that was something that was really profound for me. Mm. Mm. Okay, so touching in on that, I want to go a little bit deeper. And can you tell us a little bit more about your creative process? Like, are there certain things that you do to prepare yourself before you create or I know you talked about like this creative stream of consciousness that you are so open to, but are there other kind of practices or, or ways to access that? Do you have formal rituals or does it just like spark you and you go? <laughs> Good question. I, um, I feel like it's always different depending, you know, depending on the day, depending on where I'm at, depending on whatever's moving through me or, you know, what wants to come through, what wants to be expressed. But um, for me, it's a lot to do about creating space. 
And mm. sometimes that's physical space. Sometimes it's like literally just having an environment that's clear, that where there's no distractions, like having a full permission space where I feel like I can just express and, um, you know, and allow myself to, to um, explore creatively. Um, and sometimes that's a, it's mental space. It's like turning off, you know, just like stepping away from social media, um, you know, just creating that space in my brain where I don't need to be mentally over processing, but I can just drop into feeling. Mm. Um, so being, being in my feeling, being in my body is a huge thing, just allowing my mind to switch off um, mm. and creating spaciousness. You know, I think like we love to constantly stimulate ourselves within our society. We just like are obsessed with filling our brain with social media or watching TV or, you know, other people's thoughts or opinions or, you know, so for me, being able to tune into that creative flow of consciousness or that stream that I mentioned, it's really has a lot to do with being open to the spaciousness um, yeah. and I think emotionally creating space as well too. I, I, I feel like for me, creativity comes from two kind of streams. Sometimes it can be quite cathartic and, you know, it can be like this buildup of emotion or, you know, something that I've been, you know, internally processing that kind of explodes or it just, you know, you get an idea in the middle of the night and you've got to get up and you've got to, you know, you've just got to sing it out or write it down you know, but, but sometimes it, it comes from, you know, like when you're consciously cultivating something, you know, I might be sitting with an idea or sitting with a feeling or, um, you know, as I said, I feel like a lot of the songs of my album, I, I refer to them as like embodied affirmations. Like I'm mm. literally singing into being that which I want to cultivate in my life. Right. So Wow, I love that. That's oh, so, so good. Embodied affirmations. Great. Yeah, embodied affirmations. So, you know, there's a song on my album called I Can, and it literally grew out of a place of, you know, struggling with, with a lot of doubts or fears or feeling like I, I couldn't. So I would just start to sing this to myself. And it, it, it's literally, yeah, an embodied affirmation. It just came from a place of gently reminding myself, like, I can if I put my mind to it, you know? So it was just this way of just, like, anchoring that into myself. And, um, you know, the more and more I would sing that, the more and more I would just become that, right? Mm. So... Sometimes, yeah, sometimes the creative process, it's something that I'm doing consciously because I'm intentionally cultivating that in my life. But sometimes it can be cathartic. Sometimes it's just a natural expression or a release, you know, that wants to come through. Mm. Oh, I love it. And it's, um, yeah, it's kind of also the yin and the yang of it. Yeah. Right. There's the conscious like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm creating this space and I'm doing it. And then but more of like the yang presence of creating that presence versus there's the, the yin of, oh, it's happening. <laughs> and I'm receiving it and I'm moving it and I'm feeling it and it's expressing. And um, mm, great, I love that. Mm, but I would say another, you know, another thing that's really important for me in terms of like creating, um, you know, preparing myself for the creative process, it's... Um, 
there's a lot to do with full permission, like giving myself to just be where I'm at, to meet myself where I'm at and, you know, to allow myself to make mistakes or to, you know, come up with weird things like that are totally out of the box that don't work. You know, it's like that full permission space of just allowing and receiving. I think, um, you know, I, I, you know, a few things that I would maybe do is, is just like, you know, burn some, some herbs or sage the place or take, take some time to meditate or to really just drop into my body and my breath. Um, but then just allow myself to receive. Um, I feel like, you know, so often we try, we try so hard in life in so many areas. Like we try to get things right. We try to do the best that we can. We try, you know, but, um, there's something in the creative process for me that's almost like an effortlessness. It's like a letting go of the trying um, and letting go of the trying to make things sound nice or try to get it right, but just dropping into this flow of receiving and allowing myself to just be the channel to, to be, you know, um, the, the vessel for whatever to come through. Yeah. Yes. And that like, also, what, what resonates for me is um, the surrender, the surrender that's really necessary to be the channel, but how there is also a, a slight action in surrender, because so many of us think surrender means to just like flop over and, <laughs> and just be there like a dead fish, kind of. that's the image that comes, but surrender <laughs> is actually like this deeply intentional openness and spaciousness as you described that's cultivated and a willingness and a and a permission i love this the permission that it is to really be the channel and be the receiver and be the transmitter ultimately mm, yes absolutely absolutely it's um it's it's interesting what i find like as a vocalist and as a singer you know my our body is our instrument right and so the more we try the more we um you know create resistance in our muscles like as soon as we we exert effort we create resistance in our muscles which actually you know blocks the flow of our voice it blocks the channel of sound being able to move through us so the more and more I'm able to surrender. And like you're saying, it's not like a, it's not like flopping over like a jellyfish, but you know, the more we're able to uh, keep that, um, you know, that, that spaciousness, that strength, that awareness in my body, but being able to control, control it's this, yeah, this balance between yin and yin and yang, isn't it? Like of being able to the regulation. Yes, absolutely. It's like allowing the flow, but holding the structure, you know, um, to move through, it just becomes, it becomes easy. Mm. Mm. Ah, yes. May it be easy. <laughs> may it be easy. May it be easy. This is the greatest barometer for our lives, right? How can it just, how can we let it be easy? Mm. That speaks so deeply to me, though, about the the instrument of the voice. And any time I try to try, or there's effort, that there's the tension that then is created. And I'm sure all of our listeners can relate to that in some area of their lives. Of 
whenever we've tried to do something. Like I always like, there's no such thing as trying actually. <laughs> like you're either doing it or you're not, or you're in the process of learning about it, but you're doing something. Like you're not actually trying. I just, I, I do not like this word trying <laughs> because it's like, you, you're an experiment. You're a scientist. You're experimenting. We're learning. We're growing. Like you're, you're doing something. <laughs> it might not be the end result that we had in mind, but if we can relax into the knowing that, like, okay, there's permission here. I'm creating, and let's see what happens. Oh, how much smoother our lives are. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right, I would love to go a little bit more into your music itself because your lyrics are so powerful and activating on so many levels. The poetry that's in them, but also like like you had just described it as these embodied affirmations that when we when we get to sing them and learn them and dance them and move with them, so much is happening on an embodied level for the receiver. Mm. And I would just love to know a little bit more about um, is this like highly intentional for you? Is it really coming from your embodiment of your own medicine and it's just translating out or, um, was it, yeah, I don't know. Am I clear on the question? I don't think I am, but there's something about your lyrics that I want you to speak to. So whatever mm. you want to tell us about that. Yeah, I, um, no, I totally, I totally, um, I totally get what you're what you're asking I think <laughs> it's like it's um you know there's this uh saying from I think it was Rumi that said um the wound is where the light enters you mm. so for me as I kind of mentioned you know I I write a lot about empowerment or about transformation because because you know that's the frequency that I was really trying to anchor into myself. So, um, you know, a lot of that process for me was the 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 process of like writing the songs was really like alchemizing pain or the struggles or you know uh, you know mentioning how I was struggling with like low self confidence or low self belief or you know it was like being on this journey of self love. It was like yeah, it was, it was really the process of like alchemizing all of that pain and the things that I felt that were restricting me or, you know, that was holding me back into something that felt powerful for me that I wanted to speak out that I wanted to bring into the world. So, um, you know, rise up radiate. It's about rising up through adversity, like through our struggles, through the things that cause us suffering or the obstacles and being able to radiate our light into the world. And um, yeah, it's like the, I don't know who said this, this is a quote from someone, but it's like the void drives the value. I don't know who said that, but Ooh, I like the, that. the void drives the value. So when we feel like we lack something, it becomes important to us. So for me, yeah, a lot of that, the, the, what you hear in my lyrics, it's coming from a place of just my own personal medicine of like, that's what I needed to hear. You know, when I tune into my higher self um, in that songwriting process or, um, you know, when I tune into that, that higher part of me, that 
those lyrics, those words, that transmission that's coming through, that's, it's like, that's what I needed to hear for my own medicine at the time for what I was going through. And, you know, I think one of the reasons I, I just told you it, it's taken seven years for me to put this album out. And that's not because it took seven years to write the songs or produce them. It's not because of that. You know, it took me, um, you know, that time for me to actually sing them over and over and over again until it became part of me, until I actually fully received that medicine within myself. And I felt like I was ready to give them to the world and I was ready to share them. It's like, yeah, every time I, I sing it, it's like I strengthen that part of me or, you know, it's like those, the cells in my body that are lighting up with those words, um, you know, for me to be able to get to that point where I feel like this is what I have to share with the world. This is my voice. This is my creativity. And I know, you know, I think what, what motivates me to, share that and to start putting that out into the world is like just reflecting on that the enormous transformation that it's had for me personally in my own life you know when I reflect on my own journey and to where I'm at now and to just being like this is what this is what the world needs this is what I have to share this is um you know they are medicine songs I mean they're they're very contemporary like if you listen to the music it's like very funky and you know it's like soul power and there's a bit of hip-hop and R&B so you know they're they're kind of like you know it's music that you want to get on the dance floor you want to shake your booty too on the dance floor right but um you know but there is this this yeah medicine power that comes through them um in the words in the lyrics so it's it's activating and I think you know you know, I'm talking about the lyrics and the, and the words too, but the, the music, the grooves, the beats, the way in which they're produced, it's, you know, I've created music that people can dance to, you know, music that gets people in their body, you know, because it's like we're waking up. It's like we're literally activating through the movement, right? We're moving. That's, that's part of the trans transformation process as well. Yeah. Hey! So you create your own existence, generate what you desire. You radiate the spark that blazes the fire. So initiate, create thoughts that motivate and inspire. Have faith in yourself, your life, and trust that you're divine. For you are powerful beyond imagination. Your vibration, your potential, that exists. Your mind's perceived limitations So learn to give out Learn to receive For all that you believe you are It's all that you will be For hey! oh, it is hard not me To keep the spirit alive It is truth and silence Is the time of the time Guide you, protect you, direct you Connect you to body kind of um transmission and experience 
your music. I love it. And when you're just, when you're describing that, my whole, I got goosebumps everywhere. <laughs> when you're just talking about your process of, I love this, you know, it didn't take seven years to actually create it, but it took seven years to birth it into the world. Mm. And to take this time and really honoring, that's something that I appreciate about you so deeply, the, the honoring of your process and the honoring of at the right time, everything comes mm. as well. Like there's this, there's this sense of, I know when it's right and when it feels good and when it's the time. And if I can wait for that complete like birth, there's one moment that birth starts, right? It's, it's a moment of full universal alignment that like, okay, here is, here it is. Now's the time. Let's go. Mm. And I feel to be able to also wait for that and to not, again, push or try or, or have this outer flow when it's not necessary gives such a deep integrity to the, the creation itself. Mm, yeah thank you beauty and I I feel like that's part of my um you know I guess my my ethos or you know just a part of the way in which I like to share in the world is like I like to share from the abundant overflow you know rather than just pushing 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 or putting out you know scraps of this and that um for me everything that I do all my offerings even you know courses or programs or um, things that I run, it's, it's always an extension of whatever I'm giving to myself or wherever I'm at in the moment. And, um, yeah, as I said, it really took me that period of time to become the woman that I needed to, to be in order to share that message with full integrity. Mm, I mm. love it. And that's one of my like highest values as well. Like there's nothing that I can possibly give that hasn't been embodied for a while. <laughs> Mm. I, I don't understand it so fully in deep resonance with you there um which now I would love to to go into because you're also a vocal coach and you work with embodiment and courses and supporting women and and I know that we both share this practice as well of sounding and I want to get your perspective on what the difference is at an embodied level, but also at for an, a level of expression, what is the difference between sounding and singing? Because I was recently in a conversation with someone where I was explaining the importance of sounding and transmuting our trauma and our emotions and to really activate our channel. She was like, oh yeah, I sing. And I was like, not the same thing. And, I, and then I said, okay, yes and no. <laughs> But I, I would love to have your expertise on this. Like, what is it? What does it mean for you? Mm, this is such a juicy question. <laughs> and I love it because I don't feel like there's any correct answer here. Right. I feel like it's so individual and unique to the person. But in my experience, um, the difference between sounding and singing has a lot to do with intention, um, but also the level of connection to the feeling and the sensation behind the frequency, behind the sound. So, um, yeah, so as I said, you know, before I feel like creativity you know, comes through me in different, in two different ways. And sometimes it's, it's catharsis and sometimes it's like conscious cultivation. Yeah. So, 
um, when I'm in my practices, when I'm in my embodiment practices, and I'm really going in deeply to the feeling and to the sensation that I'm um, experiencing on a physical level and sounding from that place, there is, um, you know, I would say initially the process feels quite cathartic. It feels like the the expression is an overflow or an extension of the, of the feeling. Right. And there's no kind of, um, you know, I'm not intentionally trying to shape it or make it sound pretty or make it sound nice. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm allowing that full, like raw, that raw voice, that raw sound to move through me. And sometimes, um, you know, it might be, releasing an emotion or an allowing, you know, a a trauma or a memory or a feeling to process through me. Um, It's almost like a clearing of space that happens through the sounding. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes it's a, it's a conscious cultivation, you know, it's like once you've done that process and you, you get, it's like you kind of clear the layers off the surface and you get into this deeper, deeper place where you can start to consciously cultivate you know, a certain energy or a certain frequency that you're wanting to build up inside you, or you're wanting to step into a certain state of consciousness. Um, it's really, um, that's intentional, right? It's being done with intention. And I think, you know, um, I mean, it's the same as like, what's the difference between dance and embodied dance? It's really the level of connection that the person is feeling to themselves, you know, and being able to move with that sensation or sound with that sensation um, rather than putting on a a show or making something sound pretty for the listener. But then, you know, like songs, when I'm singing as when when I'm singing a song on stage, right? Like um, songs are, you know, they're, they're pre-shaped. There's a melody, there's lyrics, there's a rhythm, there's, um, you know, a structure that you're following within a song. It's not necessarily coming from that really raw, um, that raw expression place, but um, songs are shaped and they have a certain frequency. There's a certain vibration that goes with the song. And so for me, when I'm performing on stage, that's, that's a ritual for me. That's, that's ritual. I'm stepping into the frequency of that song, the emotion, the feeling, the embodiment of that, Um, you know, that message of that particular song every single time that I'm doing it. And um, yeah. And so I'm, you know, I'm feeling so it's, it's interesting. I'm thinking about like one of the songs on my album, it's called proper good love. And so the first time I wrote this song, it was, um, it was actually called Goddamn. And it was a song that was like, God damn you, boy, you did me wrong and you lied, you cheated. It was like, it was, you know, it was like a real typical kind of heartbreak song. And I got to the point in my journey where I was like, I don't want to sing about that anymore. Like, I actually just don't want to step into that frequency and that feeling every single time I sing this song. Because I feel like that's, that's what I was attracting in my life, right? <laughs> You know, and I was like, I, I just want to change the story on this. Like, yes. I'm, really t- I'm really tired of singing this song out to the universe. So I mm. actually took the same song and I reshaped it and I rewrote it with what I actually wanted to create. So if you listen to the lyrics, it's all like, yeah, we got that proper good love and that old school kind of love. And, you know, it's really beautiful and divine. And I, re- I reshaped the lyrics. And I remember the first few times that I sang it. 
it's, it felt so foreign. It almost like felt like those words didn't belong in my mouth because that vibration was not familiar to me to sing a love song was like not familiar to me. And it felt uncomfortable and I felt awkward and I felt really disembodied singing it. Um, but over time, what happened is it just became more instinctual and it became part of the story that I was writing of myself. It became part of the, the creation, part of the, you know, the song I was singing out to the universe. So, you know, for me now, it feels so deeply embodied and natural to talk about proper good love and to, you know, I have like beautiful proper good love in my life. You know, it yeah. feels really natural. So. Um, I forget what, I forget what the question was. I went on a bit of a tangent there, but you know, in terms of like, um, you know, words have frequencies and, you know, sometimes I, I, in terms of being, you know, disembodied, sometimes I, you know, I have some great friends who are also artists and singers and I, I hear them constantly singing about pain and heartbreak and, you know, devastating relationships and, you know, all of this. And it's like, that's the signal that you're that we are sending out to the universe right it's not a surprise when we receive it back yeah we are so powerful but we forget that we're powerful and we you know when we when we are you know performing or coming from this really disembodied place or you know even for those who are not artists when you're just like speaking things out to the universe um, unconsciously and you're not actually paying attention to to the word your words you know words are spells right? We spell them because they are spells. We are literally casting that spell um, over ourselves and into our life. And that's what we're calling in. So I think just to come back to your question, what's the difference between just sounding or singing or putting on a performance or actually coming from a really embodied place? I feel like it's intention. Yeah. Well, so much that you just said resonated so fully, (laughs) but, um, Really what I want to want to capture something is that, what was it? Oh, yeah. So how you just described transforming the story of your life. Like this is a lot of the work that I do with dream therapy and, and trans- looking, like, looking at everything like it's a dream, right? And in a dream, we have a storyline, there's patterns that are repeating, and then we can go deeper and begin to transform these patterns. But first, we need to be aware. And so what you just described and recognizing this pattern of constantly stepping into this energy. And of course, if I'm in a certain energy all the time, that's the only thing I'm going to be attracting. So using the power of your creativity and your song to transform that storyline and then that frequency and vibration that you're living in and then the wonderful, beautiful effects that it has on your life. Wow, I just absolutely love that. And I never thought about that for artists. Like for the artists that are staying, of course, I think about it all the time for all of us and, and, and people as individuals. But for some reason, this is a new thought for me. Like the artist mm. that stays in the same kind of genre, the same, yeah, they're just stuck in a pattern. 
they're stuck in a pattern that needs to be transformed. A new vibration needs to be anchored. And like, let's, let's get that moving. Oh, <laughs> so good. Absolutely. And I think music is in, in particularly powerful because it has this ability to get stuck in your head and to loop and loop on repeat. Like, have you ever found yourself just like walking around singing unconsciously, just like singing lyrics from a song that you heard on the radio or something? All the time. And it, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you're drilling that you're, 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 you're drilling that in like the same you would with an affirmation. Yeah. Wow. So good. So good. And something else you had said there was, um, I just wanted to highlight the connection between, um, becoming clear first, making the spaciousness clear and then bringing the new intention in. And this is something that's so essential for us all that we need to first create space and, and really clear, like you had explained in the, in coming through with the sounding, we can clear, we can clear. And then at some point we're clear and spacious and open. And now we can be super intentional and create something new because we don't just want to create on top of the shitty foundation that that's there we want to like move away the broken bricks and like clear up the space a bit and then what newness can we do so i and you described that perfectly again with that example of this song of totally revamping it and oh it's so cool i love this creative process of yours <laughs> yeah absolutely it's it's like you know if we don't clear away that debris or, you know, it's like the surface layer of what's sitting on our consciousness. Um, you know, all the thoughts or the things you got to do or, you know, the, the things that are bothering you or, you know, whatever's on the kind of surface layer. We don't really get to access those, those deeper in, in levels of wisdom. It's, it's like that debris, is, if it's just sitting there, it becomes like this kind of toxic filter that, you know, where we're operating from. And this is like, even outside of the creative process, even just in life, you know, in relationships or, you know, if we're not clearing away the debris or the beliefs or the, you know, kind of creative blocks or emotions, um, everything that we're going to create or put out there is just like filtered through that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this, I feel like it's um, clearing the space and making spaciousness for newness, for new juicy creations to come through you is like so essential. So, so, so much. Yes, yes, yes. Mm, all right. Um, I have like a million more questions, but I want to start tuning us down a little bit and um, maybe two or three more things. Okay. One very, very important I absolutely love your name, Katamoni, and I would love to know, and for our listeners to know, what does it mean? Because it feels so strong and powerful. Mm, it is strong and powerful. Katamoni is, uh, is a fusion of French and Swahili, mm. and Kati means pure, and Moni uh, money means to radiate and reflect light, but not like the sun. So the sun shines, radiates light, but the moon, the moon is actually dark. The moon reflects the light of the sun, but also radiates, like it radiates light towards the earth. So, 
um, that's the meaning of Katimoni, to radiate light. Oh, I love it. And there's such a vibration in there of the Scorpio. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like, this is very Scorpionic. <laughs> I'm a Scorpion too. I know, I know. You're a Scorpio. You share that, yeah. <laughs> uh, Scorpio sisters. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. And then I had, I have one more question about music and about the launch of your album now. So first of all, like, what is the, what is your current view on music as a business? Like in a nutshell, how do we support your creative endeavors in this world at this moment? And give us some guidance about, about that. My views on music as a business. Um, well, you know, it's interesting uh, this time that we're recording this interview, we're collectively going through this COVID experience. Um, and, you know, I've just launched an album um, and we're in this situation where, um, you know, I'm not currently able to perform. I'm not really able to be touring as I normally would. You know, I'm not able to be out there traveling and touring and promoting the album um, in the old way that I would. So, you know, I guess um, for me in terms of um, business and um, music, I think that this time is really calling me to um, dive deeper into the essence behind the music because um, I feel like music is one of my tools, but the, you know, and the like essential essence of actually what I'm really wanting to share with the world is to help people raise the vibration right and to use music as a tool and as a catalyst to help people to feel and to heal and to transform but you know essentially understand their own creative potential and their own personal power to be a creator and to create their own life and um you know so um it's an interesting time for the music industry i don't know how um, you know, there is a level of uncertainty as to how things are going to unfold and what that, um, what the music business is even going to look like after this experience. But I do believe that this, um, transition period that we're in, it's going to, um, you know, allow us to explore new ways of connecting and new ways of sharing our creativity. I actually just did a digital launch last week, like this weekend and, you know, did a live stream concert from my home, right? That's something I never would have done in the past, but it was amazing. People from all around the world were tuning in and, you know, it's, it's, it's a new area that I never imagined that I would, um, I never imagined I would be doing that. Um, I'm currently in the process of um, developing a program called Rise, which is built off this album. So each of the nine songs, you know, they're all nine initiations that I've been through in my life. Um, and I'm in the process of transforming that into a, a digital experience that people can journey through online, you know, and connect with the music and have their own transformational experience to unlock their own creative potential and their personal power. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's expanding me to step into new ways of sharing the message, of sharing the transmission and, um, you know, being able to connect with people digitally in this time. So if you want to connect with me digitally, you can either jump on my website. So it's katimoni.com and I'll spell that because I know that none of you know how to spell it. 
it. So it's K A K A T T I M O N I. Or you can also connect with me on Facebook, on Instagram. The album is out now on iTunes, on Spotify. Uh, you can also get um, CDs and merchandise and things on Bandcamp at katimoni.bandcamp.com. So all the places, you can connect with me in all the places. So beautiful and wonderful. And I'll include all the links in the show notes so it can be easily clickable wherever you're listening. <laughs> and um, oh, I'm so excited. And I love... I just absolutely love your your clarity and your optimism and your creativity and really retuning to the essence of okay what is it really that I'm here for and and letting go of the certain medium or a certain title that I might have for myself and how can I really be of service with this essence going forward so that's fantastic. And may this be a message for all of us to just receive in a little bit deeper. Mm, thank you, beautiful. Yeah, and it really links back to what we were just like, you know, I guess the essence of what we covered today in terms of like when we're able to surrender the, you know, the fixed ways of being or the titles or the way we thought we were going to do it or the way we thought it had to be and just surrender to the spaciousness. It opens up so many new possibilities and opportunities for us to explore. So yes, thank you so much for having me today. This has been such a juicy, delicious conversation. And um, I love the work that you're doing in the world and what you're putting out. It's such an honor to be on the podcast with you. Yay. Thank you so much. And it's so, so delicious to tune in with you and make sure you go out on all the platforms, all the medias, check out Katimonia's latest album, check out all her music and the beautiful complimentary offerings that she's bringing into this world. Mm, thank you for listening with us. I'm Lindsay Curtis. And thank you for listening to Her Return, the podcast. If you've enjoyed today's exploration with Katimoni and the creativity of this, this episode, please subscribe and review this podcast wherever you are listening. And if you're ready for support into deeper exploration on ways to nourish your creativity, check out Katsumoni's website and also head over to mine at www.herreturn.com. Until next time, may you return home to yourself today.